Good afternoon. It's your real estate guru, Rod Barker, and it's the weekend, and this is the weekend extra special edition. And I wanted to jump in here today and talk to you about a couple of things going on. Of course, there, all the crazy stuff with real estate always happening, and weekends are when it's the busiest in real estate because that's when our clientele has time. I, I understand that. But I wanted to jump in and talk to you guys about pets. Because pets, particularly in the winter time and in the holiday time, become more obvious to us. E even pets that might be outside part of the time are often pulled to the inside during the holiday, during the winter, the stormy weather. And today, it's a downpour outside. Wow. It, it's been pouring all night, and now all day we, we are the afternoon, and it's a Saturday, and we've just been in the in the middle of a lot of rain. It's muddy outside. It's cold. It's it's kind of that winter stormy time, and to be expected, really. So, what do you do with pets? Now, the first thing I want to address. Now, every, now you guys all know I'm bl I'm blind. I use a guide dog. It. I've addressed this before, but it's just so funny that when I go back and think about it, people say, well, how, how are you realtor of the year? How do you sell homes and how do you run a brokerage and you're, and you're blind? I'm not the one buying the home. I advertise homes. You can do the business with all kinds of disabilities. Blindness just happens to be one of them. And happy to share more about blindness some, some other time. But people ask all the time, well, how is it you do business? Well, I use screen readers. I can write contracts. I'm a real estate attorney. You, I, mean, I certainly can write contracts. And, and all of those functions, that's not a problem. So dealing, though, with animals guide, and using the ADA and guide dogs, let me start off there because I do want to talk about this whole animal thing in your home. So animals in the home are a problem. But let me start off with the ADA stuff. because There is such a misunderstanding about the Americans with Disabilities Act and, and when it comes to service animals. I'm not talking about comfort animals. Comfort animals are not part of the classic ADA standards. I'm talking about ADA things like uh, the, the core, a guide dog, for example. Using a guide dog certainly is under the ADA standards. No question about it. It fits. When I go to John Doe's house at 123 Main Street, the question that is so confused to people is, can I get my dog into John Doe's house? I would love to have you post something about if you've seen this happen before. Or do you have confusion in, in this topic? It is a confusing topic because they say you can take your ADA animal anywhere. But yet what you have to remember is personal individuals' rights to own their own home. They can stop you from coming into their home, even with an ADA animal, and 
a, a blindness issue and I use my dog for navigation, they still can say, I'm, we, we don't allow dogs in my home. Well, okay. And of course, I don't fight it because they have an absolute right to say no. You can, now, I've only had it happen twice ever. I've had people question about, you know, what, what's going on here. And I explain it to them and they just, okay, no problem. Come on in. And even the twice that it happened, the people were very nice. They actually had other reasons going on that they said, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, we have these allergies. We just don't allow dogs in the house and things like that. And I get it. And I'm not out there to spoil anybody's day or, or cause harm for sure. But I do want you to know that even ADA animals can be stopped going into a private residence. We're not talking about a public restaurant where they cannot, you know, they have no right to stop you with your ADA animal coming in. We're talking about a private residence. They absolutely have a, have a right. But moving on to the bigger, because that is such a, a small, minute area of animals. Moving over to the much larger picture of animals and real estate. So you want to show a home. And you call in and you talk to John Doe at 123 Main Street and say, look, John Doe, I'd like, like to show my client your home. And he says, no problem. You want to get in at 1 o'clock today? That's fine. My wife and I will be gone. But uh, make sure that the cat doesn't get out of the house. And I'll have my dog in the garage in a kennel. Well, right away, you know, this is going to be hard. First, cats are escape artists. Whether you, you are visual or blind, cats can just be an escape artist for getting out of, out of a room or out of a house. So you know you're going to have trouble there. But then the dog in the garage, the connected garage in the kennel, uh, which can be very appropriate if it's the right amount of time and the, and, and the animals had all its other needs met. No problem there. But the dog can be a snarling, barking mess. And it can just sound horrible. What, what do you do when this happens and you've walked your client in and the dog is going off so loud you can't even talk in the house hardly? We've all had this happen, where the dog is just going off. And the cat, of course, you never did see the cat until it escaped because cats are escape artists. And so, so the cat's out of the house now. And how do you ever find the cat again? You don't, you don't even know wh where to look, probably, because the cat is just gone. Otherwise, it, you may get lucky and have a cat that's just underneath the bed and, and you just leave them alone at that point. Of course. So... At that point, your client has spent more time focused on the animal. Now, on the seller side, if you're advice, how do you advise your sellers? What do you do? What do you do for advice to the sellers? You're going to sell a home. Now, I laid out a scenario for you. One, two, three, Main Street. You're going to take John Doe to see the house. But now you're the listing broker for it. And what do you do to advise your client with animals in the house? You know, wh whether it's a pet lizard in a cage, a parrot, a, a dog, a cat, 
livestock out out in the field if if the view want to walk the fields which usually if there's ever been something easy to deal with it's usually the livestock that are out in their areas and people they'll, they'll look at them but that usually is not a problem, at least over the, my years, hasn't been. Love to hear from you if you've had trouble with livestock. What's happened with livestock for you? Because probably it, you there have been things happen with livestock, and I just haven't heard of them. I mean, you could have livestock all of a sudden get out. I've had dogs get out. I, my wife drives us in. We open the gate. Next thing we know, the, the, the dog's out the gate. We didn't, And now the dog is the escape artist. It certainly... It, if it can happen, as they say in Murphy's Law, it will happen. If it'll, if it can fail, it will fail. And you might not even know you're walking into the problem when it happens. But animals can can be that tricky thing to deal with. It's the wild card of the deck. How do you deal? How do you advise your client for the animal? Now, no one's going to advise them to get rid of the animal. And boarding the animal for showings can be very difficult. Some people have a nice remedy. Maybe they have family, things like this going on, that they can you know, put them over with family. Maybe. Most of the time, the animal is going to be there somehow. And people want to treat animals correct. I mean, I'm an animal lover. I love all kinds of animals. I find great joy from the animals. And certainly my guide dog does a service for me that is so amazing. Uh, someday I'll have to take some time and explain to you all the things he does for me. It's absolutely just amazing. But my guide dog's name is Cairo from the Guide Dogs for the Blind. And Cairo is wonderful. So how do you advise your people, though, to take care of the, you know what to do with their animal where do they put the animal how do they care for it when a showing is happening if they can't take it with them because one of the first things we would all say to the client is can you take your animal with you is it possible to put them in the car is it possible to take them where you're going for a period of time but so often that is not an option for the client it simply is off the table well, let me tell you, showings with animals is difficult. It simply is. The focus of the buyer, as laid out in my first scenario, is to the animal and not to the house directly. So right away, you are spoiling the fact of the buyer falling in love with the home by a barking dog or some other thing distracting from the focus being on the home. It's not that they, they dislike the, the animal. It is that the focus has changed in a different direction than falling in love with the asset that they're looking to purchase. It can be very difficult. So first you've got dogs and cats that can escape. Next you've got dogs, of course, that, that can bark and become a distraction for it. Next, you've got people who feel bad for dogs or cats that, that, that are kenneled in an area even for a short period of time. And I understand people, people are concerned for the health and the welfare of the animal in general. Next, you've got the problems of people that are coming to see the home that are concerned that an animal has lived in the home and there is a smell that goes even if just implied 
smell because they see the animal because maybe the house is cared for real well. But there is that implied smell as well as the other implied problems that come along with there's been an animal living in this house. So there's going to be some carpet problems. Probably, possibly they, they have peed in areas or they've chewed, chewed up some areas of the carpet that we can't see right now. We have to have inspections for that. We have to particularly look, look for the areas that may be otherwise hidden behind couches, th things like this. So bunch of problems that come along with animals being in the house. And I'd like to hear from you. What are you doing about them? It just made me think today on the weekend, we're, so, we're still so busy with showings and listings and things happening right here at the holiday time. And, you know, where we, we are just a mere 14 days from, from Christmas and, and other holidays are currently happening. Right in the middle of the holidays, animals don't go away. They don't care that it's the holiday. They, they, they don't just all of a sudden escape and, and they're gone out of your life for that period of time. No, people who have animals have them. We have ours all the time. And if someone comes here, we have to introduce them to our our, our animals. That, that's just the way it is. And we have some farm animals. And then I have my guide dog. And then we have two other small, uh, about 10-pound little dogs that go along with it, which when given time, my guide dog loves to play with them. And the, the truth is our little, our little 10, 11 pound terrier, she feels like she is the queen of the place and runs the place. And, and it's probably true because she is the one that the, everything kind of turns around. Our other one is a Bashan. Uh, well, he's half Bashan, half Maltese. And wow, he can do tricks like you can't, you can hardly believe. And, and endless energy for sure. So what do you do? What do you do with animals? How do you advise your clients? We know this at the end of the day. It We're in this for relationship, understanding the motive of our, of our client, and for making a business for ourselves. We're trying to sell a home, whether it's through a listing or to a buyer. We're trying to sell a home. And we don't want distractions getting in the way of that. I don't want a distraction for my seller, the, the listing party, to get in the way of getting a sale. And I don't want a distraction for my buyer so that I can make a sale to the buyer. But it's very difficult when you walk into a home and there are harsh smells. How do you explain harsh smells of animals that are in a home? Obvious areas that the animal has been defecating in inside the home. This will absolutely diminish value of the home. It will diminish desire of home. Smell is a big deal. It's really a big deal. People can be turned off when they open the door. I've had people open the door of, of an area of a home, not like it, and say, I'm done, I'm out of here. And because the smell was extremely harsh, and they didn't feel like they could ever deal with it. If you're advising your client, what do you advise? I will tell you what I do. 
I tell them we need to get a cleaner in to clean this area of your home. Not that it'll raise the value of your home necessarily, but we need to clean it so that your home does not take a diminished value. We don't want diminished value from what the value standard should be. But often, you know, cleaning carpets and things don't raise the value of the home. There are things that we do to homes and we advise people to do to homes that don't necessarily raise the value of the home, but it will raise desirability of someone to want to buy the home. Come on, guys. We are in this as professionals. We have to understand the motivation of our client. We also have to understand the business of real estate. And part of the business of real estate is when a client comes in to buy our client's home, we don't want a diminished value based upon smell or sight. Either one, we don't want that. That doesn't mean you're going to get more because people will say, well, if I if I paint this room, how much more will the house go for? We, we've all had that question, right? We they, they say, well, if I paint the inside of the house, how much more will I get for the house? And the answer is probably none. It's like putting a roof on. How much more will I get for the house if I put a new roof on? Probably none more. It's just that you won't take a diminished value by a bad roof. If the value is 400000 and you put a new roof on, you're not going to get 420, But if you don't put a roof on, you might take a diminished value because the roof is so bad, they're going to have to come in and put a roof on. If, if the lender doesn't mandate it to be put on anyway, which often certainly can happen. And I understand people are cash poor and I'm not trying to spend their money, but these this is the truth about real estate. There can be diminished value in things instead of going up in value, adding a room to a home will often give you more value. You're 400,000, maybe you're going to go to 430. You've added a bedroom. You've added a bathroom. You added square footage to the home with permits appropriately done, and it's a finished area of the home. It's not in two-by-fours. It's not just in plans. You've actually finished it. That's going to likely add value to the home. Now, what you do with that square footage, you can make it into a bathroom. One of the biggest things you can do is add a, a bathroom. If you only have one bathroom in your home and you add a bathroom, you are going to get some good bang out of that. You're going to get desire because it has more than one bathroom. And you're going to get added value. If it's 400000 now, maybe you're going to get you know, four, four, 40 or what, whatever it is. You, you, you'll know your market. You're going to get added value for adding another bathroom. If you have one and a half baths, now we're, we're slicing this onion thin here. If you have one and a half baths in the home and you add another half bath, They'll say, well, how much value did I get by adding that extra half bath? Boy, that's tough. That's, that, that's tough to say you get any. Maybe, but more likely is 
you'll get desire to purchase the home. What I mean by desire to purchase the home, and I have other videos on this, is, <coughs> excuse me, one, one moment, a second. <clears throat> There's a difference between desire to purchase something where somebody just wants it. They want it really bad. They're not willing to pay more, but they want it. <coughs> Versus actual value that is more. And pushing both pieces, of course, is what you want. You want to push desire and you want to push value. So adding an extra, if you have one and a half, not one, you have one and a half baths already, and you add another half bath, is that going to push value? Likely, in most cases, you're not pushing value. You may get a touch more, but likely not. But you will absolutely push desire. So you're going to get out of 10 people who look at it, you're going to have a larger percentage of those people desire to bid for the home. Not at a higher price, but they will desire to bid for it and make an offer for it. And that is what you want. You want people to desire your home more. You also want more value. It's just a harder thing to get. If you go back and watch my video on holidays and why holidays are such a unique and a unique time to sell the home, if done appropriately, because you are absolutely leaning into desire. You need to decorate your home for the holidays, go all out with the classic decorations for the holiday, invite the buyers in to look at what your home would look like during the holidays, which is what their home would look like if they bought your home. Come on, guys. This is what it's all about. It's about building that desire. We're in the business of persuasion, for goodness sakes. We are simply going down the articles of persuasion. We got their attention, interest, desire, desire. Call to action, which is, of course, getting an offer in on the home or whatever whatever part of persuasion you're headed down. So getting to that point can be difficult, though. Going back to pets, the smell of pets in the home is an off-put on desire. People won't desire it so much. If they make an offer... It will often be contingent upon cleaning it up. And now you've come down probably an offer price. And they're still going to ask you to clean it up. Don't, don't you like, don't you hate that when it happens? You're representing the seller. And here comes the offer. And you're hoping to get 400000 They offer you $385,000. And they say, and you got to clean the smell up. So you've taken a hit in both ways. They desire it less. They feel like your value is less and they want it cleaned up no matter. Of course, this is where your negotiation skills step in and you would, you would negotiate. Of course, I totally get that. But as of at the beginning, shot across the bow, that's a hard thing to go and present over to the seller 
because it's something that could have been avoided when it comes to this, the, the bad odor of something. At least potentially, you could avoid it. Sometimes you, you just can't. You know, it's dealing with individual sellers and how they perceive something. I understand it can absolutely be different. What do you do when it comes to desire? What do you do on pet smells, odors, pets being around, obnoxious pets, barking dogs, of pets that are so obnoxious that they have removed the focus from the home and loving the home and creating desire in the home over to the pet. I would love to hear from you what you're doing about this. Now, if I know this is the weekend. You're all probably out there busy showing homes and things. But if you're not busy showing homes today, if you're not busy with your clientele, because your pipeline lacks depth. I'm talking about your pipeline of leads being converted into clients. If you're not out there converting people over because your pipeline simply is low and you're blaming that upon the holidays or you just haven't had time to build it or you're not sure where it comes from or you're just not lucky, things like this, you know, whatever the excuse is. Believe me, there are buyers and sellers out there for you. They are buyers and sellers out there for you right now during the holidays that want to buy a home or sell a home right now. Absolutely right now. We show you in our Kickstarter course how to go after them. How do you fill your pipeline and honor your career? This is your chosen career. This is the profession that you went and got licensed to do. But you've had trouble filling your pipeline. We show you how to fill your pipeline. I want you to have a phenomenal business not just for you, but for you and your family and your children, your relatives, the whole gamut. Of course, I want you to have a great career. There is a way to have the career that you deserve and fill that pipeline. If you're not out showing homes right now, this weekend, maybe you don't have enough clients to convert enough leads, I should say, in your pipeline to convert to clients. We show you how to convert, but you've got to have leads to convert first. And we show you how to get leads into your pipeline so then you can spend time converting them to clients, learn their motivation, get a relationship, and sell them a home. Or sell their home. That's what we do in the Kickstarter program. The Kickstarter program, we push exactly this dynamic. Understanding and how to uncover to the next layer of putting people into your pipeline of business. The pipeline is a good thing. These are people that you are going after to have a relationship with. 
I'm not for go going after people unethically. I'm not for people going going after people immorally or or collect collecting people without their permit. That's that is garbage business. That's not what we're after. We are for putting people into your pipeline that you've attracted there based upon real skills, giving them real opportunity, honoring, if they're a seller, honoring their home, that you're going to sell it and work hard, and you're going to show them how you're going to work hard. You know, Sellers often don't sign with somebody because it wasn't explained to them how hard you're going to work. It is a hard job being a realtor. This isn't a job for the faint of heart. This, sales is a hard job. You will go after it every day. You will need a pipeline of leads. You will need to work at converting the people. And you will need to understand things like we're talking about today, like pet odor. You have to understand things like this so you can explain it to the client so you can walk in and say, I want you to get every penny for this home you possibly can. And to do that, we're going to get rid of the pet odor. I've got a company to talk to. We're going to, we don't want this to be in our way of selling your home. Because you want every dollar for this home. No dollars left on the table. You want every dollar for the home. On the buyer side, you want to be able to negotiate appropriately, of course. It's different. Different motivations. Different people. Different reasons for buying than there are for selling. We are here to fill your pipeline and help you convert these people into real clients that are motivated to do the business with you. It is the weekend. It's a Saturday. I hope you guys are having the, the greatest holiday time you've ever had. I wanted to touch bases this, this weekend because it's busy raining outside, but dealing with, with animals and hearing from some of my clients, or to me, my agents, I thought, wow, I need to reach out and talk, talk about some animals today. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. I am your real estate guru. I'm Rod Barker, and I'll be talking to you real soon. Have a wonderful weekend, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.